We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, here we go, my friends. Welcome back to another audio adventure on Insight. I'm Chris Van Vliet. Thank you so much for coming back each and every week. And we had his former tag team partner on the show earlier this week. So it only makes sense to have Wesley Blake or Weston Blake, as he now calls himself, on the show. Today, you can find him on social media at the Weston Blake. You can find me at Chris Van Vliet. And you've already found the podcast. But please take a second to follow or subscribe if you haven't already. And I've said it before, but the reviews are the biggest thing that help the show get discovered and help the show to continue to climb up the charts. So if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, it would be so greatly appreciated if you could leave a review. It can be as long or as short as you want it to be. That's what she said? Hmm. I don't know. Is that appropriate or not? You can uh, leave an emoji if you want. That's uh, that's all it'll take. This review is from Earl Jens. He says, huge shout out to CVV. Easily the best podcaster and interviewer in the business. CVV makes his guests and us listeners feel like we're there with him. And he asks questions that we wouldn't even think to ask in our minds. Whether it's a short podcast like the one with John Cena, or it's an hour-long conversation with anyone, you'll be captivated and entertained by the man with three simple letters, CVV. Thank you, Chris, for these podcasts and for being a motivator to a person dealing with some of the hardest times in his life in myself. Please keep this, uh, keep on this great course and keep working hard. Well, thank you so much, Earl. And I hope you get through those tough times that you're going through right now. And just know that you're not alone, my friend. We are in this together with you, Earl. All right, let's dive into today's conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, please say hello to Weston Blake. Corey, great to meet you. Hey, very nice meeting you, Chris. Tell me, how has life been for you over these last few months? Uh, life is great. I can't really complain all too much, man. Uh, I'd say I have a, a third baby on the way. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And so... Uh, I'm getting to spend time with them, with my kids and stuff like that. I have uh, some content coming out that hopefully that my creative juices I've got going uh, that I'll be releasing here soon. And it, it you know, it's just a very fun time in life for me. I got, I feel like uh, there's a lot of good opportunities coming up um, here in the next future. So I, I, 
life is good, man. I, I can't complain all that much. This is impressive artwork behind you, by the way. What are we looking at? Thank here? you. Thank you. Thank you. That's my, my four-year-old's uh, artwork right there. Uh, yeah. She, <laughs> this is funny because she, if you told me that this was like, you know, from some famous artist, I'd be like, ah, oh, of course it is. Yeah. Uh, it, it, she will. Um, she loves to paint and stuff like that. And, um, and then when she gets so giddy and so happy when we put it up on the wall, uh, she, she loves that. She calls them painting posters. And so, uh, every time we, you know, so we always put it up in the office, which she loves. She always, that's like a big thrill for her. And so you just see her smiling and get, get so happy about painting us stuff. Um, that, you know, that's all the more reason why we do it. So, yeah, I, I have no problem. Plus she paints better than I do. So yeah. <laughs> I think you've got an artist on your hands here. Yeah, yeah. She's better artist than her father. I know that much. <laughs> Corey, how much has being a father changed you and changed your career path? Uh, I wouldn't say change my career path, I would say. It, it changes uh, your focus and uh, your drive and, uh, a little bit, you know. Um, just, I mean, from our first uh, daughter, you know, that we had uh, four years ago, I, I still remember the day that uh, Sarah actually told me that we were, you know, that she was pregnant. Uh, was, of course, we were in NXT, and it was right before Brooklyn 2. Um, you know, NXT TakeOver. And I had a, a match with Sean Spears. And, and and so that day is a very interesting day because when I got to the building, I didn't know who my opponent was going to be. They're like, hey, you're going to wrestle uh, on the pre-tape before the TakeOver. Uh, but they're trying to work out a thing with uh, Abushi at that time, with Kota Abushi. Yeah. Uh, so I think they're trying to come out with a deal with him. And so I just sat there. I sat there for hours waiting, and I, I didn't know. They, they, uh, I think it was Adam Pierce kept coming back to me like, "And hey, we, we don't know who your opponent's going to be yet. We don't know who your opponent's going to be yet." And it wasn't until I want to say, you know, maybe in, in an hour and a half, probably before doors or something like that. Uh, finally, when I got told, like, "Hey, uh, you're going to be wrestling Sean Spears," and so. Uh, I was like, oh, great. So I just found out that who I'm wrestling and I, I get a phone call, uh, you know, uh, from Sarah. And so I, I picked up the phone call. She said, hey, can I talk to you? Uh, are you around anyone? I said, no, no. And so I walked away. Yeah. And that's when she told me that, you know, I was going to be a, f a father for the first time. And it just, it was, you know, the emotions. And I, I mean, she just instantly with that sentence alone made me the happiest man in the world because uh, that's two things I wanted to do in life was uh, wrestle and be a father and so uh, so when that happened I was just you know I was I was overwhelmed and stuff like that and I felt bad because she was uh, in Orlando alone um, you know and when she had you know when she found out that she was pregnant so uh, I just felt like oh man I should have been there and stuff like that but man when I got that news, it, it switched my focus to where, I mean, I, I've always prided myself on work, on, you know, trying to put the best product I can out there for myself and what's best for the match. But that night I was just driven to be like, I, I want to go out there and I just want to steal the show. And I want to just like show everyone like what, you know, Wesley Blake, you know, was all about. And I couldn't, you know, I couldn't have done it without, without Sean. He was, you know, he was excellent. I loved Working with him, I worked with him on uh, you know several different occasions, a lot of events, and it was just nice that I got to have that match with him. And that's a match that will always be near and dear in my heart, just for uh, you know 
for one, when that's when I became a, um, was knowing that I was going to become a father and two, uh, just that crowd and everything that match just worked for me. I love that you keep referring to him as Sean Spears because when you wrestled him, he was Ty Dillinger. Yeah, yeah. I, I try to keep up with people's uh, name changes and stuff like that. I don't want, yeah. But yeah, Ty Dillinger, a.k.a. Uh, yeah, uh, Sean Spears. So, I mean, so, so what are you going by now? Uh, Weston Blake. So, Weston Blake, yeah, when I was going through um, NXT the first time, I pitched a bunch of names, and I, I, I was always told and I always felt best, like, if you if you have a name that you can connect with. Yeah. And Blake, which is, I have an older brother named Blake. Uh, so that was uh, a big driving factor. And most of my life, you know, people have called me uh, Weston, you know, which is my last name, Weston. Yeah. So I've been called Wes or Weston. So when I gave him my first list of NXT names, uh, Wesley Blake was, was the winner. Uh, they had, like, three or four on there, but I can't even remember. They weren't that good. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you say uh, that be, you say that the two goals for you were to become a father and to mm-hmm. become a pro wrestler. I mean, you've checked both of those off. I'm curious, right. a kid who grows up in Texas playing football, is the goal also not to play pro football? Because I mean, everybody knows what that lifestyle is like in Texas. Yeah, a very well, like that's in high school football. There, it's very much. Um, I come from a small town uh, yeah. in Texas. And so it was very much, I mean, that Friday night uh, football game is just as big as a Sunday night uh, Dallas Cowboys game, you know, mm-hmm. there in Texas. I mean, a lot of, you know, for a small school, we had, you know, our bleachers were always filled, you know, with thousands of people just to watch this game. So it, it helped me uh, transition over to wrestling. I, I, I've always wanted to be a wrestler since I was in diapers because I, I grew up watching wrestling. My, I come, my dad loved wrestling. Uh, he grew up in Texas as well, and he was very much a, a Von Erichs and and the, doing the funks, you know, back in that day. And he even went uh, ran track against a couple of the Von Erichs. I want to say wow. against David and so, stuff like that. And that's when my dad released, um, you know, uh, his grandfather watched wrestling. And stuff like that. So, uh, you know, it's always been an entertainment source for my family where that's always been in our household. And uh, so that was ever since I was a little kid, that's something that I've always wanted to do. I always gravitated to. And once you get into the high school football, like you said, in Texas football, you you could change. But that was always the main goal. Like I, I wanted to kind of go to, uh, to college to play football. Uh, obviously, that didn't work out. I, uh, I started working and just went to college, and I was trying to get my feet ready into um, into a wrestling school with uh, Rudy Boy Gonzalez, but he, uh, he never returned my calls or my messages. So I just never um, – I could just never uh, line up w- with him. And then eventually I, I got in touch with Dory Funk Jr., and that's where I went to go get trained. If movies or TV shows about Texas high school football have taught us anything, Varsity Blues, Friday Night Lights, you're a rock star when you play football in high school. Did you feel that? Yeah, it it was very, very much so. Uh, You know, uh, on a much, much smaller scale. Because I mean, anywhere you go, people knew you in that small town. I mean, you could go to breakfast or whatever. Uh, It was very much. If you go to the gas station, the gas tender would say, "Hey, great game." Uh, You know, you know. What, what do you think of this next coming week? And, you know, like, what are your future plans and that type of stuff? So it's very much like the all eyes kind of on you type thing or, or the football team, you know? And so 
but I think that it just helped me, you know, as I, I get older in life and stuff like that. And when you start like transitioning uh, through uh, parts of your life, it really does help uh, with the fact that like, man, um, you know, you know, after Friday night, you, you go to the Saturday paper and, you know, you look for your name and look for your stats and stuff like that to kind of see, and, you know, people praise you. And uh, so you always wanted to honor the school. You always want to honor yourself and stuff like that. And I think that's a, a thing that you kind of want to do uh, in wrestling as well. When when you wrestle, you you want to honor all the people that taught you stuff. But, you know, of course, I've got the funk, uh, the funk name. Uh, that I want to honor and that I want to carry uh, throughout my career as well. Uh, so it's just, it, it comes hand in hand. Yeah. What do you think specifically you learned from Dory Funk that you still keep with you every single match? Uh, every single match he told me that you're going to learn something new, no matter, no matter whether you're in there wrestling a guy for the 50th time or for the very first time. Mm. And I think that's what's helped me, uh, with my found, uh, with his foundation and stuff like that, he was able to uh, help evolve when the business was evolving. I mean, he's been around, you know, for the seventies and eighties and nineties and two thousands, and he's even still training uh, athletes to this day uh, for you know their dream to be a wrestler. And for you know someone like that, and just to have the mind of like, hey, it's always going to be evolving. Like you know, you just you know. Stay true to yourself. Wrestle how you kind of want to wrestle. He's like, but you know, uh, you know, take care of yourself. And just and you always learn. He's like, never, you know, never stop learning uh, in that aspect of of wrestling. And that's what I do. You know, is every opponent I or every match I go into, you go in uh, and you learn something. And um, and so it's just kind of like a like my daughter when she paints, um, you know, paints this painting. You know, yeah. like. Every time I'm in a match, you know that's you, that's one of your breaststrokes on the on the on the mat that you're doing. So, yeah. When when did you start to realize that you were taking this to another level? Like you started to get some interest from WWE, and I don't know if everybody realizes this. You were signed to WWE for eight years, which is you know yeah. pretty much most of your career. When did right. that? When did you start to get interest from them? Uh, when I got interest from them, I want to say. I think what helped uh, was I had the Dory Funk name behind me. Sure. Uh, but I, what helped me in my confidence uh, is um, Jared the King Lawler had a heart attack, you know, uh, on Monday Night Raw. Yep. And one of his first matches back, uh, he came to the Funkin' Conservatory and wrestled uh, in a six-man or eight-man, I believe, in an eight-man match, which I got to wrestle him. Oh, wow. And so... At that time, I was still very green. I did, you know, still kind of learning the ropes and stuff like that. And so at that time, I was uh, I was very, very nervous for this match because here he is, a WWE Hall of Famer, an absolute legend in the business. And I just remember because I remember driving to the building and I, 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 did, I couldn't eat. I just had like this empty pit stomach, you know, uh, gut feeling. And I got there, and of course, like my hands are, are clammy, and like I'm kind of like kind of sweating because I was just very nervous. I mean, I really want to do good. You know, this guy's been in business for years, and you know, here I am, just you know, green. Hopefully, I do well. Yeah. And when I talked to him, when he got to the building, and he talked to to me and some a couple of the other athletes, he had such a confidence and just a calm aspect about him that gave me confidence that. He talked to us. I mean, he traded stories. He told us about what it was like when he was getting in the business 
And it, just the way that he talked to us and, uh, you know, the way he uh, cracked jokes and the, the way the confidence that exuded him gave me confidence. Like when I went out there to wrestle him uh, that night, I, I felt like I wrestled him for five years, you know, because that's the kind of confidence that he just like gave me without even trying. It, it was just like something that he exuded, like the professionalism. And and after that match, that's when I realized, okay, I I can do this. I can. I just wrestled the WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, I believe I I know I can go in there and hang with anyone now. It would, that's the confidence that he gave me. And did he put in a word with WWE? Did he say, "Man, you got to check out this kid"? I I don't know if he did. I mean, it, it'd be nice if he did. I just know that Dory and Jared Briscoe. Are really good friends of, of from back in the day and stuff. And Joe Briscoe actually came to one of our shows and you know, saw me wrestle and saw me work. And that's when he told me, like, yep, I'm going to go put in a word for you for the WWE and you'll have a tryout here soon. So, and that's when, um, and that's how I kind of got my tryout was Joe Briscoe kind of getting the nod from him. Uh, at that time, he was looking at uh, a lot of amateur wrestlers because, of course, he has the amateur background and stuff like that. And so, uh, I had my tryout and um, end of September of 2012. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's been eight years that you were signed there. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, unfortunately, it didn't end on your terms. And I'm, I'm sorry that it didn't end yeah. on your terms. But when you look back on your time there, what are you most proud of? Oh, I got a lot of, yeah, I, looking back, I have nothing but uh, great memories there because uh, I got a lot of stuff to be proud of. Uh, just for the fact, you know, I, I felt like I was able to evolve with NXT as well. Like it started off when I got there in 2013 to where it is now. I felt like I was in a town that I could evolve my towns. Um, I, you know, winning the NXT tag titles with Buddy Murphy. That was, of course, one of my highlights. You know, uh, getting the team with Steve and us pitching the idea of Forgotten Sons. That was another proud moment where there was something on that we pitched, that we originally gave them idea for, and they kind of ran with. Uh, meeting my wife uh, there, you know, uh, getting to start a life with her, you know, that's another proud moment. Getting to travel and wrestle in places that I never thought I would get to travel. Uh, you know, I got to wrestle in Paris, France, in a circus tent. Uh, you know, that was, you know, that, like just little stuff like that. Yeah. And, of course, the the friendships you get to, to make. And, I. Uh, you know, when I was down at NXT, one of the coolest things, like you always remember big matches, like, of course, uh, TakeOver 25, the ladder match and stuff like that. But I also remember uh, getting to wrestle people's first matches and uh, the confidence that the company felt with me, like, oh, yeah, let's put Wesley Blake with, and let's let's have him, you know, this person have their first match with him. Because then it just reminded me of the Jerry Lawler scene where it was like... Right. You know, where he gave me the confidence. I'm like, okay, now I can try to repay it with them and and stuff like that. Hopefully, give the, the, uh, this person the confidence to kind of keep going with it, and and hopefully give them the comfort of you know the way that Jerry gave me comfort in my first match as well. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you pitched Forgotten Sons, was the name Forgotten Sons or is that something that you guys brainstormed and came up with afterwards? No, when we first pitched the name, uh, our, our names, I should say, we wanted to use uh, Prisoners of Society or Prisoners of the System hmm. is what we wanted to use. And we kind of wanted to be uh, these two guys that, you know, felt like we did everything right in life, but, you know, uh, but nothing was given to us. Like, you know, we didn't get our comeuppings yet. And so we were just going to take it by any means necessary type, type thing. And so we pitched that, but they didn't, they didn't like the prisoners of uh, the system uh, so much because they, they thought that like kind of brought NXT in a bad light. And so uh, then we started pitching other names and then, and then it, forgotten sons is the ones that, that stuck through. Yeah, we did. Uh, Forgotten Sons, and, and which which was another one that we kind of pitched, and we were happy that uh, they liked it so well. And you guys had a ton of momentum, and I'm curious to know how much of that was halted with what Jackson Riker tweeted out. Well, yeah, I mean the whole situation got halted. I mean that's what you know we were, uh, you know, when we got called up there, that was um, we were told that we were going to be feuding with the New Day. And that's what it looked like uh, for the foreseeable future that we were going to be with them. At uh, Xavier Woods was out at that time, and I believe they had plans on once he was ready to come back that they were going to have us kind of do six mans and integrate with each other and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was um, you know then that tweet happened, and you know uh, uh, Steve and myself we we asked Riker if he would uh, take it down. Um, uh, but he, you know, as a man of his own, he's, he respectfully said, no, I'm not going to do that. And so Steve and I just told him like, well, listen, we're going to kind of separate ourselves from you, uh, with our own opinions. And so, and we did. And, uh, you know, and when Steve and I, we went into creative the next day at the performance center and we, uh, talked with some creative and, uh, we were told and reassured, like, listen, we're going to let this blow over for about two, three weeks. And then we'll bring you back. I mean, you all still feud with uh, New Day. Yeah. And then I believe it was probably about a week later when we got a text saying, like, nope, uh, New Day is going with Shinsuke and uh, Cesaro on the foreseeable future. Oh, wow. So this was, a, I mean, you had a huge opportunity in your hands that was taken away, basically. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but with, 
when something like that happens, um, it's, it's something that you can't you can't wait on. You can't sit there and and, and gripe about it. You can't let that weigh on you. I, I did what I felt was right and what I felt was needed uh, yeah. to help move on. And so after that, you know, of course, uh, Riker has called me uh, and apologized. Like he, you know, of course, he never meant for that to hurt. You know our careers he never meant for that to uh dismember the forgotten sons uh so i mean, he's very apologetic um you know towards me and steve uh and you know so but that that was one thing i told steve and told Riker, like well, all right well now we got i gotta keep moving forward i can't sit here and be stuck here and keep blaming uh this or that or whatever like i'm gonna keep moving forward and try to make the best of the situation and which we you know we pitched a bunch of ideas and stuff like that, Steve and myself, to kind of get on TV and kind of get the ball rolling again. And uh, fortunately, that took us to probably about December, where uh, they paired us with Corbin. Right. D- did you ever have the chance to break out and do stuff on your own? Uh, this will be my time. This is That's my time now. So yeah, I mean, and when you talk about moving forward and looking ahead, what are you looking ahead to right now? Uh, yeah, I'm looking ahead to kind of uh, tell uh, my story, uh, kind of get to wrestle uh, how I want to wrestle and kind of also get to wrestle uh, people, you know, that uh, that you uh, from all different companies and all different styles. Like, that's one thing you're with a, a WWE, you're under the WWE umbrella, you get to wrestle uh, people from different backgrounds and ethnicities and, and stuff like that and different cultures. Uh, but now I get to go out and I get to wrestle in front of, you know, uh, different crowds, you know, and they're, they're not necessarily a WWE crowd anymore. They're, they're going to be a more, a hardcore crowd or whatever. Uh, it, it's just very exciting for me to get to do that and to kind of get to these experiences and hopefully get to work with these, these talented people, uh, across the globe, uh, in, in order to get to wrestle to help me elevate myself as well as a performer and uh hopefully like i said get my story out there and kind of get um you know just uh my craftsmanship uh up to a level that i would like i mean that day's coming up when you can you know when your yeah. many days are up and you can be back in a ring so it's it's in july right then we could expect to see you back in a ring july july 15th will be the last day uh of my natty days and then uh we'll start hitting the ground running from there and so that's hopefully we can i can um bring value to companies that see value in me and then hopefully like i said i can i can elevate myself which will help elevate the company as well well i mean now you have an endless amount of options of people you could wrestle so who's at the top yeah. of this list oh man that is that's always tough uh, for me just because there's so many talented people out there. I mean, but these are like just, dream matches for you. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's endless. Uh, you know, just, you know, cause you have, I mean, if you just look at rosters all across, you have the AEW has a great uh, talented field roster, but you have impact. You have ROH, you have MLW, you have a uh, new Japan, you have Noah, you have all these, you know, stacked rosters with all sorts of experiences you know that that you just you know you makes me giddy of, of wanting to get the rest of these kind of people and wrestle with these rosters and kind of get to learn from these people and that, that's it's very exciting for me i mean it's exciting for us too to be able to yeah. see you know where you'll land or 
who you'll wrestle once you are able to work again. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you, you mentioned your wife, Sarah, and I want to just give some context here for everybody who might not know. She was right. one of the last winners of Tough Enough. She was. Yeah, she was. So, so you, uh, you met her as a result of her winning Tough Enough and then being at the Performance Center? Yep. Yep. I said, we, uh, that's where we met. It, it kind of a, a little bit of a backstory with that. So uh, um, but when Tough Enough was coming out and they... Uh, I used to go over to uh, Noah Town's uh, apartment and we used to watch it uh, roll and, and stuff like that. It was me and a couple of buddies. And I'll never forget uh, when they like released like the last, like uh, uh, these are the 11 tough enough people. Yeah. And when Sarah came across the screen, I, I sat there and I told the guys, I said, like, I don't know what it is about her. I said, but I think she's the most beautiful woman I've ever laid my eyes on. And, uh, you know, and so it was just, just crazy because I said that, you know, of course that was before even the show was, you know, a thing. It was just like, here are the 11 people. Yeah. And so that, and then I, it, it just by fate, she ends up winning it. And, uh, yeah, that was something that I was, you know, super proud of her, you know, and now knowing her and knowing her story. And so I was just so proud of her when you kind of watch that. And there was a couple of times, you know, it, it when you, you're that beautiful inside and out. It shows, it shows through the camera. And I think, uh, I think that's what resonated with the, with the fans. I think that's what helped her win, of course. And because there's a couple of times where she could have got voted off, but the fans like, nope, we wanted to see her and stuff like that. And it, it came across to me and how we started talking was, um, I don't know if, I mean, people may not, but the NXT has like an NXT combine uh, type thing that you see right. it on the, well, uh, at that time it was, it was a different name. Uh, but, um, we, we were doing that. We were doing some testing like in, in weight room kind of type testing and stuff like that. Well, uh, you know, we did the, the, the rower and of course, you know, I was, well, I forgot the distance, but I did so much where I ended up throwing up where I made myself ill. I pushed myself to, to, to <laughs> competing so much where I was throwing up. Uh, so I was in, in the weight room and, you know, the head over a trash can as the girls were coming in to start their competition. So nice. real good, real good luck for me. Great uh, first impression. <laughs> yeah. Great first impression for me to, uh, you know, and so to head over the trash can throwing up. And then she was uh, so sweet that uh, later on that night, she messaged me uh, through Twitter and said, uh, Hey, I hope you're feeling better. And then that's how we started uh, messaging each other. And then, the rest uh, took off. I look. I'm fascinated by like the concept of like the butterfly effect and like everything happens for a reason. Just think, yeah. if you hadn't pushed yourself that hard and weren't <laughs> throwing up, you might not have had this icebreaker for the woman who. I, <laughs> I know, and it's just crazy because I remember when uh, we used to have like Friday morning yoga classes and stuff like that, and I remember like trying to like talk to her, and I remember like I I, I went there. And she was, of course, doing the yoga. And I was, and I asked her, there was a cup, there was like several of us going out for breakfast after the yoga and stuff. And I remember asking her, like, hey, would you like to go uh, to dinner or not dinner, but breakfast with all, you know, there's about six of us. And uh, she turned me down. She goes, no, I can't. Uh, you know, I had, but I, I think she was moving into an apartment at that time. Right. So she was just like, oh, I got furniture coming. So I was just like, oh, man, I just, you know, that was, you know, kind of my shot and that type of stuff. So, uh, and then, I mean, who would have thought that me throwing up after uh, pushing myself so hard uh, 
in competition that she would DM me asking me if I'm okay. So <laughs> I imagine that a big chunk of her job now is being a mom, but what else yeah. is she doing for work? Uh, right now we're just expecting our third, you know, coming up and here in the next couple of weeks, uh, you know, I, uh, whatever she wants to do, uh, her future, you know, whether uh, getting back in the ring or she wants to pursue something else, uh, she has my blessing and hundred percent support, uh, with it. Uh, after our second child, she kind of started, uh, training again, uh, of course, at flatbacks with Spears and, uh, and Tyler Breeze. I know and that place well. Yes. Yes, you do. I, I, I've seen. <laughs> and so we, um, uh, you know, but they, they helped her. They instilled confidence back in, in her, uh, you know, especially with her after having two kids and stuff like that. And, you know, and so I've always told her, especially after this, cause this one will be our last If whatever she wanted to do. Uh, if she wanted to get back into wrestling that, you know, she would have my hundred percent support or if she wants to go in any other Avenue. Uh, she'll have a hundred percent support just because she's done the same for me. Mm. Uh, you know, she's, you know, uh, been supportive. She, you know, uh, you know, without hesitation, what, you know, if I had something to do or something, you know, she would always tell me to do it and do it to the best of my ability. And I just can't thank her enough for that. I feel like you've got this renewed excitement, this renewed energy for wrestling because yeah. you can pretty much do what you want beginning next month. Yeah, I, I can. And, and, and it's exciting. Like it's an exciting time. I find it like a, like a blessing in disguise almost where, um, you know, you, you want to go out there and you want to show, you know, yourself and you want to show like, Hey, I, you know, this is what I got and this is what I, you know, I can do and type stuff. And now I can, and, you know, uh, will it, you know, will it be in front of the millions that WWE sees? No, but it will be in front of crowds in front of people that hopefully when they see it, they will be like, you know what? that's a guy who's obviously loves it who has a passion for it. And, you know, hopefully it, it can incite someone to follow their dreams and follow their passion. Uh, I, I hope um, looking at where I am now and where I hope to be, it would be something that my kids um, uh, can look up to as the way I looked up to my uh, family for, uh, for my father and my mother, uh, both of them. Uh, my dad worked with horses most of his life. And he, you know, but that was something his, he loved and was very passionate about. And I mean, to him, he never worked a day in his life because he, that was something that he loved to do. And uh, to see my mom, uh, you know, when she got pregnant with my oldest brother, she kind of quit her uh, nursing school. But my mom had such a passion and love for nursing that once my mom and dad split and got divorced, she started going back to school. And I saw like from a 13, 14 year old, uh, I saw this woman, uh, you know, who's working two jobs, but still going to school, still pursuing her love and her passion. And that's when I think the wheel started turning in my head, like, oh, I see this woman is sacrificing so much that I, it, it instilled confidence in me. Like I can go after what I want and I can go after my dream and passion and stuff like that. And so that's what uh, I hope to, to do with my kids and with uh, future athletes and talents. Well, you're doing it and you've been doing yeah. it most of your career. I, I'm curious though, Corey, do you think about life after wrestling? Uh, of course, of course. And, and, and the thing with uh, life after wrestling is you, uh, 
as you get older, you, you find other passions in your life. And there, of course, there are other passions of mine um, outside of wrestling with, uh, with strength and conditioning. What I went to uh, school for, I went for exercise sports science and minor and minor in business. And so, and that's always something that I've always looked to. Um, that's something I love. I love training. I love getting to train athletes. Uh, I've, you know, there at the performance center, I was under two great strength and conditioning coaches. And that, and that's something I can see myself uh, get back into is uh, coaching athletes uh, with strength and conditioning. Uh, another passion of mine is like uh, real, real estate, mm. you know, something, uh, you know, so now I will have the time to kind of, you know, if I want to indulge in, in, and dive into that, I can and stuff like that. And it's just, the things with uh, when I look at stuff for the future and, and and things like that, I just look for what am I passionate about to where I know, like, I, you know, that I will look back on my life and say, like, you know, I did everything that I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. So when you talk about real estate, like, would you be interested in being a real estate agent? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love because I, I, I watch these documentaries on Netflix, uh, of course, like Earth and stuff like that. But I also find that I really love um, ranches and farms and finding uh, stuff like that. And it's very unique to me of, of the landscaping, even like uh, building homes. Uh, you know, I always watch like the 10 most unique homes in the world and stuff like that. And yeah. it's just always very fascinating on how. Uh, it's built or the, even like the inspiration behind the, the the design of it and the thought of it. And that, and that's just the cool uh, stuff that I, that I find interesting. I would love to see your business card or your placard, <laughs> you know, on the lawn. Yeah. It's you, but it's your wrestling photo instead of like you know, business <laughs> photo. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Like if you, uh, you know, but- like you could have some mean face, like buy this house for me or else. <laughs> or take a DDT. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I wouldn't, how could you possibly say no to that? <laughs> you know, I end every interview talking about gratitude and I'm curious for you, what are three things in your life that you're grateful for right now? Uh, I'm grateful for, uh, of course, my wife, and my kids. Uh, I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for a lot of things. I'm grateful for the friendships that I've had. Over the past several years, uh, 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 you know uh, Steve Macklin, um, as you well know, who was my tag partner, but he was also a godfather to my uh, to my kids. Uh, you know, I'm grateful for the the life lessons that I've been able to learn through NXT and WWE. Uh, I'm grateful for uh, supportive parents that I've always had, and supportive family, my brothers and sisters. Uh, that as well. And, you know, I, I have a lot to be grateful for. I'm grateful for the, you know, to have a roof over my head and have food on my plate. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff to be grateful for and a lot of stuff that's very exciting for me uh, moving forward. I love that, you know, you're just living in this attitude of gratitude. I asked you to list off three and you listed off like 17. It's great. I love it. <laughs> you know, you survived a lot of cuts. There were a lot of um, cuts when you were working for WWE. Yeah. Did you think that you were going to survive this one as well? Uh, yeah. I mean, you always do. Like, I, 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 yes and no. So that was the thing. So when Steve got released, uh, you know, in the back of your head, you're like, oh, I could be next because I was sure. his tag partner, you know. But that, that didn't stop me from 
you know, when I, when he got released, it made me go like, okay, give them a reason to not release you type, you know, type attitude. So that's what I did. I started pitching stuff. Uh, buddy and myself kind of rekindled and we started like pitching ideas after mania. We were going to kind of uh, get together and film some stuff to show creative. Uh, but, uh, unfortunately that didn't, didn't get to happen. So, um, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, at the back of my mind, uh, it could have happened or whatever, but I was going to try my best, uh, to make sure that it didn't happen. But, the the company was going a certain way with, uh, with their product and, uh, they didn't see me fitting it. So, well, I'm excited for what's next for you because like I mentioned, like you've got an endless amount of options. So it'll be interesting to see where you land and also who you'll be in the ring with. Oh, I can't wait. It's, it's a lot of fun for me as well. I'm very excited for it. Well, I'm excited for it. I appreciate you coming on. appreciate you sharing about the artwork behind you. It's so beautiful. I've been captivated <laughs> by it this whole time. Please tell your daughter she is a wonderful artist. I will. I will. She'll be really excited about it too. <laughs> Corey, thank you so much. Thank you, Chris. I really did appreciate this. Well, there we go. Big thank you to Weston Blake for being with us and a bigger thank you to you because, you know, without you here, it's it's just me. It's me standing in my bedroom right now where I am with the door closed, wearing headphones and talking into this mic. Take a screenshot. Let us know what you thought about this episode. Share it with a friend. Tag us on social media. You can find Weston at the Weston Blake. You can find me at Chris Van Vliet. And I love this quote from Albert Einstein. It's all about perspective here. Everybody is a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. Mm. Yeah. Be great. Be grateful, my friends. We'll see you on the next one for some more insight. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.